Using gerrymandering, voter suppression, and other nefarious tactics, the Republican Party has manipulated our electoral system to maintain as much control as possible despite being a party in the minority. Liberal Dan Radio seeks to change that, and I need your help in doing so. Liberal Dan Radio has partnered with Levelfield to help us use tools that are typically only available to big money donors. When you go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution, it will encourage other voters to reach out to their legislators to pass legislation to stop gerrymandering and voter suppression and target elected officials who refuse to protect the vote. Every eligible voter should be able to cast a ballot, and that ballot should have the same power as everyone else. I can't do this alone. I need your help. So please go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution today. That's stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Political advertising paid for by Levelfield. Contributions are not tax deductible as charitable contributions. your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. If you're listening on blogtalkradio.com, you can always join us in the chat. Sign in with your free blogtalkradio.com account. Uh, go to the episode page at blogtalkradio.com slash band, <clears throat> and go to the bottom of the episode page and you'll find the chat room there. You can also chat with us on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash liberaldanradio, and you can join us live over here and, and give your chat as well. And you'll be able to see some of the graphics I may be putting up a little bit later in the show uh, if you do happen to want to see them. I, I, we did uh, have some data from last week, and uh, I was hoping, I'm hoping that our friends from the West Coast uh, will join us back again because I, there is an update, uh, and it looks like my prediction, spoiler alert, uh, my prediction about the about the data and the deaths uh, from that week seemed to be true, uh, and we'll see what that was or what that is uh, once we know that they are listening live because I don't want to have to repeat myself. <clears throat> anyway, if you're listening after the live broadcast, you could always leave your comments. Yeah, comments. Good, good, good. Starting off the year well with some very good vocabulary and diction. Uh, you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. over on the show thread at liberaldan.com. Facebook.com slash LiberalDan or at LiberalDanRadio on Twitter. You can always, again, also leave comments in the comment section on the YouTube page uh, for the live stream. Uh, and, and, of course, if you're watching on YouTube and if you haven't liked the video yet, please go ahead and like uh, <coughs> excuse me, and subscribe to the video as well uh, and subscribe to the channel as well because uh, the only way that the show can grow uh, will be if we can have uh, support uh, from listeners like you or watchers like you on YouTube. Uh, we got a lot of interesting stuff today. Uh, the first, the sad news of the week is uh, Betty White, uh, many people's hero, uh, talented producer, actress, uh, comedian. Uh, she passed away. She did not, 
officially she did not make it to 100. I think a lot of people were assuming uh, that she would be making it to 100. And then, of course, she she passed away right before the end uh, on New Year's Eve uh, 2021. Um, lots of fond memories of her from especially the Golden Girls. I used to watch Golden Girls uh, when I was younger. I still watch some episodes of Golden Girls as well because uh, the show holds up. Um, and one of the things that really just impressed me about Betty White is, is the fact that you can't, you can't play, uh, I don't think she even called Rose dumb. I think she called her more naive, but even, I mean, everybody just assumed, you know, just, oh, she's the stupid character. You can't play a stupid character that well without being extremely intelligent. Like, you have to have some extreme intelligence. Like, I watch wrestling, too, and there's this one guy, uh, R-Truth, Ron Killings, um, and he is known to be very, uh, he'll do just some really just off-the-wall zany, and you look at him and, like, you know, how his the character that he plays is dumb. But you have to be really smart to play a character that dumb. You have to be able to, to be able to pass it off as being not being forced is just, you know, it, it's, it's a work of genius. So, um, and it, of course, they, I, even when they were showing the things over the weekend, I learned new things. Like she was the first woman to produce a television show uh, back in the fifties. I think it was, um, I think she, uh, she was going to be the first uh, woman anchor on the today show and she passed it up. So they had, according to her, they had to settle for Barbara Walters. Um, you had uh, – uh, what, was, what was the other thing I wanted to say? There's just so much to say about Betty White. So paved the way, trailblazer, paved the way for, for many talented people uh, to make it in the industry. And so hats off to you. If I wore a hat, I would remove it. Uh, I'm not wearing a hat at the moment, so uh, proverbial hats off to you. Thank you for being a friend. Um, other news? Uh, I was just, I was shaking my head at the, at the world tennis organization, whatever, whatever they're called, uh, the, the, the body that handles the, you know, tennis tournaments because that, because, uh, Djokovic, uh, as in is Wayne Brady going to have to Djokovic, um, he is, uh, he doesn't like vaccines. He doesn't want to take vaccines. He's opposed to vaccines. And the tennis body was going to be like, sure, we'll give you an exception. Come play at our tournament. We give you an exception to come play at our tournament. They passed the buck. Australia said, no, I might. You're not coming down here with your Rona. They, they basically said, you don't get an exception. Your visa's canceled. You can't come to our country. You have to follow our rules. And if you're unwilling to get vaccinated, later, bruh. I don't think they said later, bruh. I don't know. Take a walk on the outback. He well, can't even go to the outback because he can't go into Australia because he's not vaccinated and he refuses to take a vaccine. So, uh, according to uh, bringing a boy and, uh, and them, I guess that's discrimination against Djokovic because he chose to, to not. He chose to not. Uh, to not get vaccinated, so then he has to deal with the consequences of it. That's the thing. It's not discrimination. It's, you know, unfortunately, hey, I, I was going to say, unfortunately, 
Demonox has been too busy to listen to the show. And, and literally, just as I was saying, unfortunately, there goes Demonox in the chat. Shouts out. Thank you for joining us, Demonox. I'm glad you could join in this week. You probably, you probably did not want to miss it uh, if bringing a boy came in. Um, Massachusetts is going crazy with infections, and Governor Charlie Half-Baked won't even do a mask mandate. I don't think we have one down here either at the moment. We do have vaccine mandates, and in New Orleans, we have some vaccine mandates that are more extreme than the rest of the state. Like we, in, in order to go to a restaurant in New Orleans, now five and up, to be, you have to, in order, if you're five and up, you either have to show vaccination or you have to show proof of a COVID test. I do also think um, maybe you have some masking requirements. I don't, I don't, the signs are up in many places that are asking you to mask. I know the one place that we go to, they closed off um, the inside place for sitting and consuming your beverages. So all beverages have to be consumed outside. Uh, so, which, you know, we're in New Orleans. We get to drink outside with your beverages. I guess, I guess, I guess if you, you're in a restaurant courtyard in other states, you can. But in New Orleans, you can walk down the street as long as it's not a glass container. Um, according, to, according to Mrs. Boy, uh, laws aren't legal if they are annoying. <laughs> yes, laws are not legal and they are annoying. No, but I was getting some good feedback on uh, from Demonox, and I don't know if I made the point or not that he made in our chat, but if you, uh, you know, if, if discrimination is things where you can't choose, you can't choose your race, you can't choose your ethnicity, um, you can choose religion, but for some reason we kind of sometimes hold that religion is, is still, you know, you're born into it, so therefore, you know, it, it's not usually seen as a choice, even though it technically is. Um, but even, but, but there are people who, like anti-Semites, Nazis or whatever, who would look at somebody like myself, regardless of if I'm practicing or not, uh, they would say, oh, it doesn't matter if you're practicing, you were born Jewish, so you're Jewish, so therefore we want to eat you off the cliff. So um, those things are, so, so those, I, I didn't have a choice to people or not to people who are Jewish. So I guess that's not a choice. Um, but the things that you can't be discriminated against for things that are choices. Like if, you, if you're getting a consequence from your choice, that's not discrimination. So Djokovic is not being discriminated against because he won't vaccinate. Uh, Djokovic is dealing with the consequences of his own decisions. If he wants to deny the science, he's free to do so, but he's not free to cross the border of, of Australia, go down under, go uh, spread the Rona down to the koalas and kangaroos. Um, I only know one Australian song other than like, you know, the bands from Australia, but it's not, apparently it's not a very good song. Like the tidy Tie the Kangaroo Down Sport, if you're, if you're familiar with that song. Apparently, it's not a very culturally sensitive song. Apparently, uh, they refer to the Aboriginal folks as uh, in, in, a, in a derogatory way in the second verse. And so, not the best song, mate. As I do my bad, bad you know, as, as my commercial says, listen to those bad impressions more. So, here, here's my bad impressions. I'm really disappointed that Bringing a Boy is not currently listening or, or they haven't commented yet. 
because I have information and I want to share the information with them. But I'm, I'm not going to, I don't, I guess we could probably go over it twice if we really, really wanted to. Um, I've never repeated myself at all on this show. Uh, but we can, we can start going back over, I guess, some of the, sh- some of the year in review. Um, you know, I think I just made it to the tip of February, just the tip, uh, when I was uh, discussing what went on on the podcast last year, kind of going over the review. I think back, I can't believe that this is February 20, 2021, uh, was, hey, there's bringing it, boy, daily news. Welcome, y'all, y'all joining the show. So and y'all are watching on YouTube. So let me go ahead and, and before we go over the reviews, I guess maybe if, if I say Nimbus Yosh, the host of the most of the Percy podcast, will he join us too? I mean, one can only hope. I, I'm not holding my breath. He's, he's, he hasn't done anything show related in a while. And he should because he's the, the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast. Um, and the world needs the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast. You know, according to one song, they claim what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Uh, but I believe that what the world needs now is uh, to combine Voltron and get uh, the world according to Knox, uh, the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast, and Liberal Land Radio, talk from the left. That's right. So let's, let's, let's bring up... Um, the settings here, boo, boo, boo. Uh, no, that's not what I want. That's what that's the that's what I want. Okay, so here we go. This is the screenshot that I took last week. Oh, and they're in the conversation. <laughs> Nimbus juice, Nimbus juice, Nimbus juice. Yes, here's the screenshot that I took last week. And if you remember. No, that's not it. Is that it? Hold on. I don't know. I think I'm. I think I'm confusing my stuff. Let's see. Let, let's compare the two. Oh yeah, that's there, yeah, that's right. I think I was I was getting confused with the with the totals and the dates, and I was getting them confused. Let's let's pull this back up. Again, uh, display capture, uh, just call it numbers to bring it back up. We don't want that one. No, we want that one. Yes, there we go. That's what we want. All right. So as you can see, here we go. 2021. Uh, according as of the data as of 12 29 2021 oh hi joe how's it going we'll get to your math comment in a second um so according as of 12 29 2021 uh the data showed put a little red mark on it 1646 uh six one thousand six hundred involving COVID-19. And it was brought to our attention by Mrs. Boy, as Demonox called her, <laughs> that, um, that, well, isn't it good that we have the death, that the deaths are going down from COVID-19? And I'm sitting there going, well, the date is not necessarily the, you know, that's, that's, that's not a very long amount of time. I'm positing, or I posited 
that that mean that that likely meant that these were provisional numbers and that we might have more numbers coming in later uh, as the data comes in. So I'm kind of stacking the two right now, if you can see on YouTube. Um, so here, the old data, data as of 12-29-2021. Here, data as of January 5th, 2022. Um, week ending, 12-25-2021. And this is where I was getting confused because I saw the second line and I saw the second line here. And I'm like, okay, well, this is interesting because it's almost the same, but no. So 12-25-2021 now has 4,325 deaths involved in COVID-19 instead of uh, the 1,646 deaths involving COVID-19 that, uh, that we had last week. Um, and then if you look at 12-11, uh, 12-11 here is 6776, as opposed to now 12-11 is 7942. Uh, so the numbers are currently are being updated, uh, even looks like one of the yeah this like even the one numbers way back October second, twenty one was twelve thousand four ninety eight, now is twelve thousand five twenty eight. So a gain of thirty, but still these numbers are continuously coming in. I guess they're having to go through all of the um, information from each of the states as they come in. They uh, they put the data in their in the in the spreadsheets and then report the data as the, as it comes in, as I said. So it seems to me that my prediction was true that the 1,646 number was a low number and, and based on provisional data, seeing that we did not have all of the data yet, and now this has confirmed my my guess, my my prediction. Uh, so we're not going to save that. Uh, we're going to turn that back off again so you can see my lovely, beautiful face. Um, but anyway, that is, that is the results of that investigation. I said we would look at it this week to see if there were any increases. There were. There were increases. So we're going to maybe um, – and we could check again next week if you want, and we'll see you know, whether or not they increase even more. I don't know at what point we can say, okay, this is definitive, you know, start getting diminishing returns, but we do have more deaths from that week, from the week ending December 25th, um, reported now than a week before. So I was right. Daily News says my point was that the numbers are showing a downward trend, but we can't really say that the numbers are showing a downward, a significantly downward trend because we don't have, know if the numbers are complete yet. That's my point. My point is that it's not a complete view of what's going on. Now, like, for example, um, let's open it back up again. Let's look at some of the numbers from, from previous weeks. So we go to that again. Re-enable the screen. All right. So the week ending, 12... 11, 6776 versus 7942. So you've gained 1,000 in the last week. So the 12, that, that's not firm. Uh, let's see, 1113, 1113, 6832, 6, 6, 6, 8, 7, 2. So again, it's 40. So there's, 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 it's, you're getting less, as, as the weeks go on, you're seeing less and less numbers being added to it. So maybe like 
a month and a half from now, we might be able to look at the numbers and be like, oh, yes, there was a downward trend in deaths over the, the winter. But, and maybe that's because of the Omicron de- variant not being as deadly as the other variants. Maybe that's because of that. But it's, too, it's premature to state that at this point because we don't have all the numbers in. Are you merely mincing words just a minute? I was right. No, I'm not mincing words. I'm telling you that I was right because I was saying that we would probably see more numbers coming in. And we gained 3,000 deaths. The number, the number tripled almost from what it was a week ago. Tripled. 1632.40. A little less than triple. Maybe two and a half times the amount of deaths were, at, were, were added to the total numbers. So I was right. We don't, and we don't know. We have the numbers for the We don't have all of the numbers for the week. That's, the, that's my point. We don't have all of the numbers for the week. We have some. We're gaining more as the weeks go by. Watch. I'm sure we'll probably gain at least another, another 1,500, if not 2,000. Let's, let's bring it up one more time just because I want to I just want to see that again. Let's see. Boom, boom, boom. I just want to bring up, maybe look at one more set of numbers and be like, okay, 12.4 compared to 12.4. A month, so the numbers from a month ago, there was about a 500 death jump from last week to this week for the week ending 12.4. Uh, the week ending 11.27, about 200. So the 500 jump, uh, 12.11, there was a t- 1,200 death jump, 1,218. There was a, about a 1,600 death jump, and there was a, over almost a 3,000 or about a 20, 2,700 death jump. So it looks like the, it's kind of like almost having. Like every week you get half as many you you get half as many deaths as you did the week before. But in the first week we had it went from 1,600 to 4,300. So, like, maybe next week we might be we – we might show that the week ending 1225 is, um, instead of being uh, 2,300, maybe it'll be 1,200. So maybe next week we'll be at um, – week ending 20. Maybe next week we'll be at 5,500. And then the week after we might have 600, 600 more. So maybe the next week we'll be at uh, 60 or whatever – about 6,000. Then we might get in 300 to 500. So you might be at 63 to 6,500. At that point, is it really that much of a downward trend? Um, so there you go. See, I said significantly, I was wrong about significant. But again, but I, it could, it's very, it's possible. I don't know how probable it is, but it's possible that maybe there are no more deaths and then maybe it is a significant drop off. I don't know. I mean, if it, if it stays at 4,000, then that's, almost half from 12, from 12, 11, that would be significant. But if it goes all the way up to like 65, 68, 7,000, that's not as significant. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying it's premature to, to say yes or no. That's all I'm saying. So there you go. Let's just turn off the screen in case I wanted to bring it up again. So let's scroll back up to Joe. Joe goes, you do know masks don't help against the virus. Uh, no. I don't know that because that is a factually false statement, uh, according to uh, – let's see. 
Demodoc says, I would like to report a non-COVID death. One of my customers at my new job, his wife died from heart complications, not COVID. It was because COVIDians took all the hospital beds and she couldn't get treatment in time. Uh, if you choose not to get the vaccine, it's fine. Hospitals should choose not to help you. Um, there we go. So, yeah, that, I was talking about that last week with other things. But, yeah, people who choose to not be vaccinated. And, and again, this is this is not people who have no choice to not vaccinate. Like if your doctor says you can't take this vaccine, it'll kill you or it'll harm you or, or you are one of those people who rely on herd immunity of other people. So, yeah, don't take the vaccine. I'm not going to be mad at you for that. But if you're choosing not to take the vaccine and then you use up somebody's hospital bed because you caught COVID, no, you should get to the back of the line. Back of the line. Now, as to Joe, masks do help against the virus. And let, let me let me give the 30,000-mile high view of what it does. Because a virus, you know, you're going to probably say, or, or most people who bring that argument up says, uh, will say, well, the virus is so small, so it passes through, it can pass through the, the mask because the virus is so small, the mask can't stop it from going back and forth. But viruses don't fly in the air by themselves. Viruses travel on droplets of saliva. Those droplets of saliva are big enough to be blocked by whatever meshing there is in the mask. And even if the mask doesn't perfectly prevent all the saliva from leaving your general area, it goes from like, like this, to keeping most of it near you. If you're already infected, you're not reinfecting yourself. So, so it's keeping more of the COVID-laden saliva, if you happen to have the virus, from leaving your general area, which means it's less likely to infect other people. That is why we've been told to wear masks. It's not because it protects the wearer a whole heck of a lot, even though there is a modicum of protection for people who wear masks. Uh, there is some protection there. There's even more protection if you have eyewear on because it, it, it's less likely to hit your eyeballs, it, you know, hit your glasses, or if you're wearing a visor, it might pre hit, pre stop it from hitting every, anywhere in here. Uh, but you can't just wear the face shield. You have to wear the face shield and the mask to keep, to keep it from spreading out to other people. But the, the mask, a little bit of help of you, a lot of help to prevent other people from getting sick because of you. Uh, so that's why masks work, and they do. And you can't say that they don't because you're saying a, making a factually incorrect statement when you do so. I'm not going to say that you're lying because, again, there's a difference between stating a falsehood if you, that you believe to be true and outright telling a lie. In order for you to be telling a lie, you have to know that it's wrong, but yet you're saying it anyway. It's one of my pet peeves when people just throw the liar word along and say, so I'm not going to call you a liar, but I am going to say that you are factually incorrect and you are ignorant of the facts. Uh, let's see, there's already a new mutation, and that's the problem with widespread COVID. This strain might not be deadly, but it allows the spread immediately. Yeah, exactly. And, and it does, the more we do things that are back to normal, you know, the more opportunities we give the virus to mutate, it could, you could get another strain that becomes more deadly. Um, and even if the strain is I – don't, I don't know what the percentage is of, you know, how – much less deadly Omicron is. I don't think we can say it yet. We do know it's, it's less deadly, um, at least in the short term that we've seen it. Uh, we've seen a lot of people recover from it and, and, and a lot more people cover, recovering from it from other variants. But the more people that have it, the more opportunities it has 
to evolve inside your body and then spread out to other people. Uh, but even even if a, if, if a virus is less deadly but more contagious, it's possible. Let's, let's say you get a, a slightly deadlier and more contagious version of the, what, what we originally had. So let's say it was three times as contagious but half as deadly. What would you want? Individually speaking, you would probably want to have the less deadly one individually because if you have it, you're less likely to die. However, as a whole on the nation, you probably we, we would want to see the other variant because if it spreads three times as fast, even though it's half as deadly, it's going to kill 50% more people because it spreads more. So you have more opportunities for other people to die. So that, and, and the fact that we have a lot of people who don't understand these concepts means that I don't understand why I'm not as more as, as, as successful at poker as uh, I'm, I'm successful at poker in like my small games. Like I do pretty well with my poker games when I play poker. Uh, but there's sometimes stupid, but lucky be smart any day. And I, <laughs> I have a mini cast. I think if you go to the mini cast, there was one where I was live streaming while I was playing some poker online with some friends of mine. Uh, I think I might have gone into the story of the, of that. So go check that one out. If you want to hear some poker stories. Um, yes. Dan mentions droplet size. In, in, in the case of, of masking and droplet size, I guess size matters. Um, the number of cold and flu cases during COVID was drastically lower because during peak COVID peak and masking peak, we weren't spreading the flu because of masks and also social distancing. We were doing much. Our kids were at school or not in school. Our kids were home distance learning. Lots of people were distance learning. Lots of people were not going into the classroom. And my kids continue to do that for the entirety of the prior year uh, because my wife's immunocompromised. So we wanted to protect my wife. We wanted to protect my kids. Um, now both of my kids are vaccinated and my son's ready for his booster. So we have a fully vaccinated family, which is good. Um, I'm very happy that, that we're, we're fully vaccinated, but we still wear masks when we have to, when we go out. You know, we went and played miniature golf the other day, and we, it was outside miniature golf. So we didn't wear masks because we stayed six feet away or more from all of any of the other golfers that were around us. And we we're outside, so it was fine. But whenever we went into the, when we went into the, I guess, the pro shop or whatever you would call the little desk that handles the people going to play miniature golf, we put on our masks. Why? Because that was now indoors and we wanted to make sure to protect the people who work there because, you know, we don't want to get them sick if for some reason we happen to have it. Now, fortunately, my son's school, school it's two campuses of the same, you know, kind of umbrella uh, elementary school, middle school type deal. They do testing every week. So we opt our kids in for testing every week. And there are conservatives who complain about testing kids. Like, why would you complain about testing? Unless you're Trump and you wanted to sugarcoat everything, there's no reason to complain about testing. Why? Because by, by testing, you get, a, you get a full picture of what's going on. So, and every single week that my kids have come back with a test, guess what? They've been negative because we're responsible people and we make sure that they don't catch the damn virus. And they also do masking at school. <clears throat> Well, they, they should be, and they've been doing it inside the classroom. Some of, some of the looks from outside the classrooms, not the greatest when it comes to social distancing, at least. Um, but we, uh, you know, there's been, I think, a couple of times where kids had to quarantine because they were not vaccinated and were exposed. But my son, because he's vaccinated, he gets to remain in school, and he gets to do, you know, 
learn in person because we're making sure that he's protected, as, much, as protected as he can be, and as less likely to spread the disease as he can be. So anyway, let's go ahead and take the first commercial break. We will come back and take your calls as well. 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Bane Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kind of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do, but BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the liberal band radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Demonox, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2, where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat and find me on Twitter by the handle xdeminox. Letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. And welcome back to Little Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, that's right, this is your host Dan Zimmerman coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. Normally I'd play some more bits today, but I really didn't have time or the effort, I was actually a little over at work today, so I didn't have enough time to put together the uh, 
both of my bits that I would normally do, but that could wait till next week. I was expecting to perhaps, you know, I don't necessarily want to have another three hour show this week, like we did last week, but you know, it happens. And if it happens, well, whatever, I c- I'll continue talking if I have to <laughs> until, until blog talk radio cuts me off. At least I guess I could go, go longer on YouTube. Uh, if, if you wanted to, if I wanted to keep it longer on YouTube, but you know, really depends on how I feel. Cause at the end of the day, it is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Speaking of Donald, uh, tomorrow is the anniversary of the attempted coup, uh, the insurrection on January 6th, 2021, uh, when Donald Trump supporters uh, came to protest the election at the Capitol, and a large chunk of them decided that they were going to invade the Capitol building, causing destruction, attacking police officers, and threatening to hang Mike Pence uh, if he did not do what Donald Trump wanted him to do, which is to prevent uh, the uh, counting or the certification of the votes um, of the Electoral College votes, giving uh, nobody 270 Electoral College votes, which would then mean that the House of Representatives would then vote uh, to pick the President of the United States, which would then mean uh, that Donald Trump likely would have become or, or won re-election based on that coup attempt. Um, but here's, here, and here's the thing. Never in my mind would I have ever thought that I would utter the words, Dan Quayle helped save the democracy. Dan Quayle voted or, or, or helped to keep uh, our constitutional republic intact. Never would I have thought I would have ever uttered those words at all. Not, you would have asked me that up to even, I think, halfway through last year. I don't think I learned that until after halfway through last year uh, about the phone call from Mike Pence to Dan Quayle, where Mike Pence was like, hey, do I have any options here? And Dan Quayle's like, nope, sorry, you don't have any options. You have no powers here. Your role is basically you're gonna, you, you preside over the meeting, and that's it. That's all you do. No more, no less. So uh, he, uh, so Dan Quell saved the day. And while I may disagree with many things with Dan Quell, and I might even disagree with things on Mike Pence. I mean, Mike Pence, for you know what he did at the end of the day, he still tried to find a way to help Donald Trump steal the election. But at the end of the day, he had no legs to stand on, so he had to be there with Madison Cawthorn. And uh, oppose Madison Cawthorn, I suppose. But the events of January 6, 2021 didn't start on January 6, 2021. The event started well before. You had on December 19th. Uh, let's see. Well, first, let's say December 16th. Um, this National Council of the Three Percenters Original Group. Uh, one of the three percenter militias issues a statement alleging that there was widespread fraud perpetuated against American people. Statement continues: We are we stand ready and are standing by to answer the call from our president should the need arise that we the people are needed to take back our country from the pure evil that is conspiring to steal our country away from the American people. We are ready to enter the battle with General Flynn leading the charge. We will not act unless we are told to, and we are not. And we will not act on our own as TTPO, but rather as a united body of American patriots. Uh, TTPO is the Three Percenters original. Um, Trump then, on the, three days later, 
announces that there is that he is going to be, or that he announces that there is going to be a January sixth rally. Announced it on Twitter because at that point he still had the Twitter. Uh, statistically impossible to have lost the 2020 election. Big, big protest on DC on January sixth. Be there. Will be wild. Wild. Will be wild. He knew that something was going on. Come on, come on Dan. They were and bringing in in the blog talk radio chat says Dan. They were Americans to support the wrongdoing. Look, and I'm very clear when I criticize the, the people. I'm not talking about this, and, and I talked about this last week, and you're still doing it again today. I, I've talked about this every single time I bring it up, and you're still doing it. Bringing a boy, you're still, you're still doing it. Which is, I talk about the people who were there to attack the Capitol, who shouted "Hang Mike Pence," who invaded the Capitol, who assaulted police officers, who broke windows and doors, who stormed in, who threatened to overthrow the country. You want to bring in the rest of the people that were there who remained outside. I'm not talking about them. I'm never talking about them. I may disagree with those people politically, but they, the people who stayed outside the building, the people who were just there because they didn't like the fact that Donald Trump lost the election, or even if they wanted to believe the false theory that Donald Trump really won the election, if they were there and they were just there to support the candidate that they voted for in a peaceful way, I have no problem with them. Fine. Say what you want to say. Protest what you want to protest. That's America. America means you get to sit there and you get to state your feelings and disagreement against the government. You get to state them. You get to voice your opinion. You don't get to barge down the door of the Capitol. You don't get to attack police officers. You don't get to break the doors and take items from the House and Senate chambers, invade the offices of sitting members of Congress, and prevent them from doing their jobs which on that day was to make sure that, you know, basically a, a, just a standard routine, here are all the Electoral College votes, we're going to go through and approve each, each and every one of them to make it official that Joe Biden is the next president. I'm never talking about the peaceful people. So every time you, dis, you insist on bringing up the peaceful people, when I'm criticizing the non-peaceful people, the people who attempted a coup, the people who did an insurrection, the people who invaded the Capitol, threatened violence against Mike Pence and others who actually attacked people, police officers who were trying to prevent the people from coming in, and, you know, the one that shot Ashley Babbitt. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not criticizing that person. I criticize Ashley Babbitt because she was jumping through a broken window towards a large group of people. From what I understand, I think Mike Pence was in that general direction. So here you have a group of people shouting that they wanted to hang Mike Pence, and then one of them jumps through a broken window, and you don't think that person should have been shot? That doesn't fly. But no, every time you bring up the peaceful people, you show that you're not listening to me. Every time you bring up the other people who I'm not talking about, you show that you're being disingenuous, because you're being disingenuous when you do that. You're being dishonest when you do that because you know I'm not talking about those people. You know I'm talking about the people that invaded the Capitol, the people that wanted to do violence, the people that wanted to do an act of insurrection, preventing Congress from doing their jobs that day and preventing the will of the people from being spoken because the will of the people was to elect Joseph Robinette Biden. 
Bring it boy. Why did the police, Capitol Police open the doors and let the people in? Maybe some of the Capitol Police were involved in it. Bringing a boy. If a police officer opened the door to your house, would it be fine for me for me to walk into your house? Because the police officer said, yeah, sure, come in. And then I, I break some of your stuff and I steal some of your stuff. I take your laptop. Is it okay if I do that just because the police officer let me in? Police officer was like, oh, hey, I have this big pile of marijuana, and the marijuana is illegal where we are. Uh, you can go sell it. Make a profit. Have at it. Would the police officer letting me would that would that make my actions legal? No. Those people should have known that doing what they were doing and entering that building was wrong. And those police officers, who I believe, were fired, didn't have the authority to let them in and to let and, and to approve of their doing illegal activities. A police officer cannot allow you to do an illegal activity. It's not a justification. You're you're welcome to bring up like any Supreme Court ruling that says otherwise. But I guarantee you that just be, that members of the police officers, member, members of the Capitol Police who happened to open barricades and let people walk on in were not, that, that's not a justification for then going in and attacking other police officers and breaking windows and stealing stuff and taking a laptop. Those, that's, that's not okay. You're not allowed to commit an insurrection because some police officers said, yeah, come on in. It's a ridiculous argument. I don't know why those police officers are. I don't know. Maybe they are. I know some of them got fired. And maybe, you know, there's, there's what, 700 people in jail for what they did in, in their actions on the, on the insurrection and invasion of the Capitol. And they're probably going to be more. And maybe those police officers should be in jail. Maybe I'll look it up on the next commercial break, see if any of them are facing charges for those actions other than, you know, other than the repercussions of them being fired. Or maybe if they let them in, but if they, if the police officers themselves did it go in themselves and also commit an act of insurrection, maybe that's why they didn't get arrested. But I think that's why they got fired because they advocated their responsibilities that day. Let's see, what else happened on December 19th? Speaking at a rally in Arizona, Ali Alexander appears to advocate against violence against, against Republican members of Congress who do not fight to overturn the election results. Uh, December 20th, wildprotest.com is registered to host a website advertising the protest near the Capitol building from 10 to 5 on January 6th. Um, on December 21st, according to Mo Brooks of, Ala- of Alabama, Trump met with several Republican members of Congress at the White House to discuss the planning and strategy for January 6th. Brooks told Politico that those plans are to challenge the results in six states. Total debate time would clock in around 18 hours. This means the vote counting process could bleed into the wee hours of January 7th. Attendees included Vice President Mike Pence, Mark Meadows, Rudy Giuliani, Andy Biggs, Matt Gates, Louis Gohmert, Jody Heiss, Jim Jordan, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, who at that time was a representative-elect. Um... Oath Keepers on December 22nd, uh, chapter leader Kelly Meggs writes, Trump says it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. He wants us to make it wild. That's what he's saying. He called us to the Capitol and wants us to make it wild. Sir, yes, sir. Gentlemen, we are heading to D.C. Pack your shit. Uh, George Papadopoulos gets a pardon. He is part of the D.C. events of January 5th. Roger Stone gets a pardon. He participates in the D.C. events on January 5th. Um, In a phone call with Trump, DOJ officials remind 
that DOJ can't and won't snap its fingers and change the outcome of the election. Trump replies, just say that the election was corrupt and leave the rest to me and the Republican congressman. Um, Trump again promotes the rally on January 6th. Uh, President hypocrite of the, I should have done a hypocrite of the year. <laughs> I mean, maybe I could do it over the commercial break. <laughs> this week's hypocrite of the week is Senate Minority Le- or hypocrite of the year is Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Senate Minority Leader has been hypocrite of the week so many times during hypocrite of the week that he is the only person who would qualify as hypocrite of the year. So congratulations to Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Thank you very much for the nomination. <laughs> See you next week. To see who next year's hypocrite of the week will be. Tune in all year. Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central. BlogTalkRadio.com slash Liberal Dan. Pretty good for on the fly, huh? Um, so Park Service gives the grants a permit for a First Amendment rally. Match for Trump at the ellipse. Fine. And that's fine. That's cool. First Amendment rally is okay. I'm going to have no problem with them using their First Amendment rights to yell and bitch and moan about the fact that they lost the election. They want to be sore losers? Fine. They have the right to be sore losers. Uh, Trump tweets the time of January 6th. He, ret- he then retweets a supporter who wrote, the Calvary is coming, Mr. President, January 6th, Washington, D.C., and which Trump responds, a great honor. So he's calling them the Calvary. What else? You know, it should be Cavalry. But he's calling it the Calvary. Uh, you know what that means. They're being the, the Cavalry. 13 U.S. Senators, including Cruz and Hawley, along with 100 Republican members of the House, vowed to object to election certification. Um, on January 3rd, Trump announces he'll be at the Ellipse rally. Uh, Trump orders recently appointed Secretary of Defense Chris Miller to do whatever is necessary to protect the demonstrators January 6th. What does that mean? Uh, former Breitbart employee Dustin Stockton helping to plan ellipse events helps move speakers to the january 5th rally to make them room for trump to speak at the ellipse rally at 1 p.m the u.s capitol added to the january 6th announcement the march to save america website blah 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 an internal capitol police intelligence reports warns that enraged protesters flanked by white supremacists and extreme militia groups are likely to arrive in washington armed for battle and to target congress on january 6th uh january 4th proud boys leader enrique tario is arrested in D.C., charged for burning a Black Lives Matter banner on December 12th, possession of two high-capacity firearm magazines, which are in his possession at the time of the arrest. Why do you need two high-capacity firearm magazines in the middle of D.C.? Uh, on January 4th, hmm. Secretary of Defense Miller issued orders prohibited that, which prohibited deploying D.C. Guard members with weapons, helmets, and body armor uh, without his personal approval. National Park Service forecast the crowd size at 15,000 on January 5th. The rally is held at Freedom Plaza near the White House to protest the certification. Uh, the protest con- consists of a series of speakers and rallies. Malley rally was the March and Save America. No marching from 1 to 2. Stop the steal from 3 to 5. 80% coalition speak from 5 to 830. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, after speaking with Representative Lockhart, Sun re- reiterates to Representative Tim Ryan that the Capitol Police are prepared. At least 10 people are arrested during the evening into Wednesday morning, several on weapons charges. Uh, Federal Protective Service officers notice protesters trying to camp on federal property. Uh, D.C. Mayor uh, Brower writes to Acting Secretary Miller and, and uh, authorities that district government is not requesting further operational help. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, then the attack on the Capitol at noon. Trump began an hour speech encouraging protesters to march on the Capitol. Um, Capitol Police respond to reports of an explosive device. Um, 19 minutes before Trump ended the speech, riders overran the perimeter of the Capitol building. 
244, Capitol Police Officer inside the Speaker's lobby adjacent to the chambers shot and wounded, fatally wounded, um, terrorist Barbie. Um, at 4.17 p.m., a video of Trump was uploaded to Twitter in which he instructed them to go home now. Now, this is very clear. This is after his own son said that Donald Trump, that he has to lead to Meadows. Several people, Hannity, lots of people were messaging Meadows, being like, he has to do something. But between 2.44 and 4.17 p.m., Trump sat there and did nothing. He did nothing to stop these people and their actions. Why? My only guess would be he tacitly endorsed what they were doing. He liked what they were doing in his name. 1.13 a.m. of January 6th, Ali Alexander stopped steel organizer tweets, first official day of the rebellion. Rebellion, huh? Uh, 3.23 a.m., uh, Ron Watkins, image board administrator and prominent QAnon, posted a tweet accusing Vice President Mike Pence of orchestrating a coup against Trump. He also linked a blog post which called for the immediate arrest of Pence for treason. Um, at 8.17, uh, Trump's tweets, states want to correct their votes, which they now know are based on irregularities and fraud, plus corrupt process never received legislative approval. All Mike Pence has to do is send them back to the states, and we win. Do it, Mike. Do it, Mike. This is time for the extreme courage. Um, at the time of permits, blah, blah, blah. Mel, Mo Brooks from Alabama makes a speech about kicking ass, asking, will you fight for America? Federal Protective Liaison Officer informs Capitol Police uh, that the permit, more than the permitted 30,000 protesters are expected. Uh, the Freedom Plaza permit was increased from 5,000 to 30,000. Um, Benjamin Phillips splits from this group to park, not reunited there, but dying of a stroke at George Washington University Hospital. During uh, Rudy Giuliani calls for trial by combat. Hmm. What does that mean? Trial by combat. This is the Donald Trump's attorney is saying that there should be a trial by combat. Proud Boys contingent leaves the rally, marches towards Capitol building. Um, Christopher Miller participates in tabletop exercise on the Department of Defense contingency, officers for the protests. Trump at noon begins his speech. Uh, he criticized Mike Pence uh, by name a half a dozen times, accusing fellow Republicans of not doing enough to back his allegations, uh, which were false. Gosar tweets that Biden should concede and demands his concession by the next morning. Laughable. Um, Federal Protective Services officer writes in an email, POTUS is encouraging the protesters to march on Capitol grounds and continue protesting there. Um, Capitol Police respond to a report of a possible explosive device by the RNC headquarters and DNC headquarters. Um, Riders overwhelm police along outer perimeter of Capitol building, pushes by temporary fencing. Uh, some protesters immediately follow. Others initially remain behind, um, telling them, don't do it, break the law. See, the ones saying, don't do it, you're breaking the law, I'm not criticizing them. I'm criticizing the ones that did it and broke the law. By 103, a vanguard of riders have overrun the layers of barricades. So, again, this is 1253 is when the riders overwhelmed the police. So, not even before. So, 1243, 1253 to 417. So... 153, 253, 53. So about three hours and 20 minutes that Donald Trump let this happen. Now, he might have known, he might not have known that it was happening uh, until after one, but he, ha- he knew that it was happening at some point, and he liked that it was happening at some point. And when people called him, I think 
uh, Senate, the House Minority Leader, um, he called, I think, Trump, and apparently they got into an argument. Now, apparently, he is now back to being Trump's little whipping boy. But before then, there was a fight. There was an argument between the two. Um, Pence releases a letter stating at 1 p.m. Uh, that the Constitution prevents him from unilaterally interfering with the uh, vote count. Uh, thanks in part to Dan Quayle. Thank you, Mr. Quayle, former Vice President Quayle, Mr. Potato. I'm a potato. Um, and then they start going through all of the crap, and you can go through all this. The timeline's online, and you know. But anyway, from one o'clock to four seventeen, Donald Trump knew that this was going on and did nothing. He did nothing till four seventeen. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had election stolen from us. It wasn't stolen from them. Uh, it was it was a landslide election for Biden. Um, and, we, and, and the people on the other side knew that it was a landslide election for Biden because not only did Biden win, but we retook the Senate because we won Georgia because that's how unpopular Donald Trump made the Republican Party. <laughs> bringing a boy says, you don't know that fight like hell was it was a rallying cry. What's trial by combat then, bringing a boy? What's trial by combat mean? What does that mean? What was Donald Trump's attorney telling the people to do when he called for a trial by combat? Hmm? Anyone? Is this thing on? Uh, Daily News. No BLM were in Oregon, but Antifa was the ones hired to dress up as real American support. (laughs) There's no evidence that Antifa was dressed up. So you're saying that the guy that wore the shirt that said six million wasn't enough? Um... He was really Antifa? Really? No. These were racist anti-Semites who love Donald Trump and hate America. Well, they love the Confederate States of America, probably. Um, and that Marjorie Taylor Greene has called for a, a, divorce, a national divorce. Fine. Y'all can get. Take North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, um, Idaho, Montana, take all that. Maybe leave the indigenous lands alone, maybe. But take all that. You can call it dumb fuckistan. You can install Donald Trump as leader for life. Build your wall. Not that anybody's going to want to go there, but build your wall. Wall yourselves off from the rest of the world, and go. And then, like in five years, when y'all die from some other disease, if COVID doesn't do it, some other disease will come along, and it'll be nice and insulated because the wall, you know, will. We'll stop anybody from, you know, coming in or going. And then, you know, we'll get the lands back because all of y'all are, you know, in dumb Pakistan are live up to your namesake. That's what you want with your national divorce. Go right ahead. Don't let the door hit you on your way out. How about them apples? Daily news, 81 million false votes. Yes, my vote was false, apparently. My vote was a false vote that was cast legally. In person. Yeah, no. And here's the one thing that many Donald Trump supporters don't get. Especially with their, let's go Brandon, let's go Brandon, yeah, let's go Brandon. Um, most Democrats don't give a crap. They don't care. There are many people who are not Democrats who are leftists who are like, yeah, F Joe Biden, just say it. We agree, F Joe Biden, but F Donald Trump more. Because 
There was, that's why you didn't see massive rallies for Joe Biden. Well, A, a good chunk of the people who supported Joe Biden just because they did support Joe Biden understood the fact that we were in the middle of a pandemic and going to large rallies was not a smart idea. That's how you get Herman Cain killed. But the other, the other group of the people who were voting for Joe Biden, they didn't come out to vote for Joe Biden because they liked him. No, they didn't like him. Demonox didn't like him. They voted for him, as far as I know. Why? Because Trump's worse. Trump's the worst president we've ever had. Because Trump doesn't want to have the United States of America. He wants the United States of Trump. He wants Trump to stand. He wants he, he, you remember when he wanted the military parade in his honor early on in his presidency? Like, he admires people like Lil' Kim out in North Korea. He admires Putin. He admires tyrants because he wants to be one, except he doesn't have the courage to be one. He has to have everybody else do his battles. He has to con everybody else into trying to win his fights. And then when, he, when they do it, he just lets them, hangs them out to dry. So lots of people who are sitting in jail right now, they're like, why didn't my president defend me? Why didn't he make me a pardon? Why didn't he pardon me for what I did for, in his name? Because he doesn't care about you and he doesn't care about any of y'all. All he cares about is his power and his money. Period. Period. Anyway, let's go ahead and take the uh, second commercial break. Come back. Uh, go back a little bit more of the year of review because, you know, we want to do that at some point. Where is it? Where's the link? Where is the audio clip? There's the stop the coup block. Right anyway. So, yes, we'll be back in a few minutes. As Chuck Willery would say, the conservative Chuck Willery back in two and two. But anyway, call in 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will. <laughs> Catch you on the tune. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot liberaldan.com. Using gerrymandering, voter suppression, and other nefarious tactics, the Republican Party has manipulated our electoral system to maintain as much control as possible despite being a party in the minority. 
Liberal Dan Radio seeks to change that, and I need your help in doing so. Liberal Dan Radio has partnered with Levelfield to help us use tools that are typically only available to big money donors. When you go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution, it will encourage other voters to reach out to their legislators to pass legislation to stop gerrymandering and voter suppression and target elected officials who refuse to protect the vote. Every eligible voter should be able to cast a ballot, and that ballot should have the same power as everyone else. I can't do this alone. I need your help. So please go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution today. That's stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Political advertising paid for by Levelfield. Contributions are not tax deductible as charitable contributions. And welcome back to Little Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. You might have seen me talking a little more animated on the during the break if you're watching on the YouTube channel. And there's a good reason why. Here it is. The Hypocrite of the Year is Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell got Hypocrite of the Week so much this past year that I had no choice but to choose Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell as Hypocrite of the Year. To see who next year's Hypocrite of the Year will be, tune in to Liberal Dan Radio every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central, blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. go i quickly made hypocrite of the year audio just because i had to uh during a commercial break so there you go that's how well i was able to get that all together so there you go mitch mcconnell hypocrite of the year so still don't have words of redneck wisdom but hey still wait i'm sorry i still don't have words of redneck wisdom for this week but it is what it is thank you donald and treasonous ass donald trump uh, but we will see what will continue to happen. Uh, you know, I don't know how much convincing that can be done. If, if you are the people, if you're in the group of people who have to bring up the peaceful folks who were there who didn't invade the Capitol, whenever anybody, anybody, when any, whenever anybody criticizes those that attack the Capitol, like bringing the boy, bringing a boy does, like uh, Jeff Carrera, the morning show that I listen to, like he does. Um, you know, if you if, if you're that type of person and have to and have to do that, um, I don't know if there's any convincing you. I don't know how many people are available to be convinced of uh, that what happened January 6th was wrong, that the people involved on January 6th should be punished, and that it's not just the people who entered the Capitol that should be that should be punished, but those that inspired them, those that encouraged them those that pushed for them to do their actions, those who incited that riot, they incited that insurrection, they should go to jail too. And one of those people, Donald Trump, should be locked away, lock him up. Unfortunately, we don't have a large enough people, you know, who, who will be that vocal about it because we'd rather, you know, do the business of the country, you know, that like, you know, getting things for, uh, you know, 
people during the remainder of the pandemic or making sure that, you know, people can have childcare so that parents can go back to work. Um, nationwide pre, pre-K four, um, other things that are necessary for, for the improvement of this country. Uh, that's what they want to get done. Protecting voting rights because the coup wasn't successful last year, but they're trying as hell, trying hard as hell to make the coup happen this next year in 2022. They want to retake the house by drawing lines that are even more ridiculous than what they were. And by setting, putting forth laws that have nothing to do with election integrity, but are contrary to election integrity. And they do the whole thing by labeling them so-called voter ID laws, even though the problems with the items in those laws have nothing to do with a voter ID. Anyway, let's, 908, my time. Let's go ahead and just kind of do the, a, a quick year in review. Um, and it's a second impeachment trial that was going on. Of course, the powers in the Senate refused to do the, what their job was and, you know, actually have a vote uh, and actually, you know, remove, you know, make sure that he could no longer run for office again um, because he is that dangerous. Um, we had uh, lies, more lies about actions going on in Georgia. Um, you know, I had, I had dealt with some intactivists last year, uh, people who were opposed to uh, circumcision. Um, th- that, w- that was an interesting topic. Let's, see, let's go to March 2021. Um, go to the bottom of the page. Uh, a covid sandwich. Let's see. Allegations against Governor Cuomo to Louisiana Catholics seeming to go against the Pope. Texas and Mississippi eliminating mask mandates. Yeah, wow. Texas and Mississippi eliminated mass menace all the way back in March of last year. Woo, not even far from, not even close to being uh, over. Um, they were eliminating the masks at that point. Uh, more on Republicans stealing elections and super, super stupidity. Um, Iowa passed a law meant to crack down on supposed election fraud. Um, what did they do? Will it help? You probably know the answer to the second question. On that, oh, this term super straight came out in March last year, which is super, super stupidity. The idea that one is super straight because one chooses not to date folks who are trans is ridiculous. Uh, a trans woman is a woman, and if you don't want to date a trans woman, uh, if you're not attracted to somebody who happens to be a trans woman, that's your right. You don't have to date anybody that you're not attracted to. But the idea that you're, you know, super straight is just about as stupid as gold star lesbians or gold star homosexual people. Um, HR1 and voting rights back in March March 11th or March 17th. I don't know. We discussed HR1 and the impact we'll have on voting rights, why it's needed, and it still hasn't been passed. Um, talked about gun rights as well and the inability or refusal of, of people to do what's needed to be able to stop gun violence in this country. Um, oh, March, 13, March 31st, 2001, we were talking about Matt Gates and his allegations of being involved in sex trafficking. That was fun. Wow, that was that was all the way back then. That's crazy. This has been a heck of a year. Um, let's see. I, I was I had an open lines call in. More more comments to be made on Pizza Gates. Uh, Derek Chauvin. Man, Derek Chauvin got convicted guilty last year. That was a plus, a step in the right direction. Um, I was complaining about Karen Carter's Peterson in the runoff election for LAO2. Um, April 14th, we discussed uh, the taser, taser, taser and the killing of Dante Wright. Um, 
from Lieutenant from the detainment of a soldier, uh, Lieutenant Caron Rosario, to the killing of Dante Wright. Clearly, something was wrong with modern policing. We discussed that. Um, we discussed the verdict in the Derek Chauvin trial. Um, that was in April. What happened with Michaela Bryant? Why people are hypocrites with her and Kyle Rittenhouse? Why the good guy with the gun theory is blown out the window with this police shooting? There's also the death of Andrew Brown. We talked about that in April. Uh, Biden's first 100 days in office. Uh, his semi-quasi State of the Union. Uh, we talked about that. May 2021, Don Elon, as my kids would say. Um, uh, Repu- war on Republican election thievery. Um, Cinco de Mayo was that day uh, talking about the uh, uh, Texas and GOP, the Texas GOP and Florida GOP working hard so that they never have to win a political argument as long as they can cheat the system to win, as we've talked about on the show many times. Um, Liz Cheney getting canceled uh, by the Republicans who claim to hate cancel culture. Uh, supposedly pro-life people, are they really pro-life? No. They're not really pro-life. You can't be pro-life if you're, if you're uh, taking actions that you know, help kill people. Uh, let's see, June 2nd, um, AMC skyrocketed on, on June 2nd. Um, it was the 100-year anniversary of Black Wall Street. Um, I'm going to talk about reparation, uh, African descendants of slavery, and why we need reparation on more than just slavery. Um, talk about Pride Month, uh, Ray Lancione from Courtney Games to discuss the United for Pride fundraiser. That's forever and ago as well. Um, the fossil fuels, Netanyahu lost his position. That was I can't believe this go. Discuss the history of racism uh, in, 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 the, in the hour or so that we had. Maybe I did a three-hour show that day, too. Um, talked about our system of justice. <clears throat> didn't Wall Street just collapse today? I don't know. I haven't checked my – I didn't check my stocks yet. I don't know if I want to. Um, I haven't made any purchases recently. And some of my stocks have been, oh, down, but they're – oh, my goodness. Oh, I shouldn't have checked my stocks. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not good. Uh, that's paper losses. They can always come back up. Uh, of course, you know, the idea that well, they will come back up, that's a whole different theory. Um, that's June. What else? We got July. <laughs> what happened in July? Excuse me, a little thirsty. Um, Started talking about in-school learning for children under 12. Uh, more children were going to ICU with, his, with the Delta variant, and that was, you know, that was fun and a fun conversation in July. I was actually getting some traction locally on some of my stuff until Hurricane Ida hit. Um, did COVID contribute to the labor shortage? We discussed that. Um, the Olympics were starting that week. Uh, if you played Plague Inc., you should have known that that was a bad idea. Um, uh, we discussed the Olympics, January 6th hearings, COVID-19, way back in July. Let's see, let's, we're just zooming through the, the episode just to kind of give it a re- year in review. Um, August. Uh, this is when I really started uh, kicking. Let's see. My season 10 premiere, August 4th, 2021. Uh, I'm talking about Maria Cuomo and the alleged sexual assault against 11 women. 
Um, one woman is excessive. Eleven women, you have to take it seriously. You have to uh, not believe. There's no reason to believe that eleven people got together to lie. Um, I have my open letter to the New Orleans school officials on reopening with the Delta variant. I have more information about supposed learning loss in, for COVID-19, if it really happened or not. Uh, discussion of rent theft. Um, I recently just had a rent theft discussion on my my personal Facebook page recently. Um, so, and here's one of my things with rent theft uh, that I think a, a lot of people miss out on. And um, we'll briefly discuss this because I didn't want to discuss this this week. And that's the fact that, you know, a lot of times, you know, you'll have a, a, a left, leftist or liberal type cause and they'll use a slogan because the slogans are easy. They're catchy. Rent is theft is catchy. It's a short slogan. There's a lot of meaning behind it that gets missed on, if you just focus on the slogan. Well, what do conservatives do? They hear rent is theft and they just attack the slogan. Why is, rent theft? Blah, blah, blah. Why is one person renting out a bedroom in their house? or a spare apartment in their house, theft. It's not. But, you know, there's, there's, there's arguments to be made. The fact that if you, with the, of the combined uh, amount of units that are owned by individual owners that like own like one, two, three, or four units, or like big co- corporate conglomerations that own like hundreds and hundreds of units, there's something to be said about the fact that by, by restricting the supply artificially, they then allow you to increase the price that you can get for renting those out because now the supply is short, so the demand is higher. You know, you shorten the supply, demand's high, you get more money for rent than you probably should. Uh, that's the whole argument behind rent is theft. It's an artificial reduction of supply, whereas if you, if you didn't have the artificial reduction of supply, maybe the houses, all the houses would be worth much less. Maybe all property would be much less, you know, worth much less. Um, of course, people who disagree with rent and theft also like the idea of gentrification. I remember hearing a commercial on Sirius XM one day. It was like, gentrification is all the rage. You should gentrify. I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, 818 was a, a three-hour show. It was a very special episode of Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from Left, That's Right. <coughs> if you want to peer into my mind, um, I made a show that was all about living as a fat person. So if you go to the August 11th show of Liberal Dan Radio, you, and I think this this is maybe one of the ones that were uh, one of the first ones on on YouTube. Maybe one or two of them were available on YouTube, but it's one of the shows that it, I, I think it's probably one of my better shows. Um, and it's kind of you know kind of I, I go over facts as what people have to deal with who are overweight, adding in my own struggles with size and weight, etc. Uh, August 25th we had the withdrawal of troops. Of Afghanistan, discussing that. Um, September 1st, uh, issues uh, pertaining to Ida. So I was in Georgia at the time. Uh, let's see. I posted that on August 31st. Weird. So let's see, September. And so September, I was probably still in whatchamacallit for most of it. I might not have had that many posts about it this year. Um, yeah, one from September 15th, uh, the failed California recall attempt, blah, blah, blah. There's not much on the blog, at least for September. I did have a couple of shows from, uh, 20, from September, 2021 from Georgia, where I just basically did some stream of consciousness. And, you know, it's funny because those shows 
you might find I'm a little more softly spoken because I was in the same room as my wife. And apparently every time I spoke like this, it put my wife right to sleep. So either I have a very soothing voice, especially when I'm keeping my voice down low, or I'm boring. <laughs> Hopefully it was the former and not the latter. Um, uh, discuss Kyle Rittenhouse, Texas shootings, Zodiac Killer, Facebook, and more on, on six, all the issues dealing with that. Uh, more on Kyle Rittenhouse in Texas. And this is where I started getting a lot of people coming into the show from other channels because of the whole Kyle Rittenhouse uh, ruling. Uh, we discussed Stop the Coup, my uh, videos that I started creating, and the uh, my partnership with Level Field. That happened uh, in October, and it hasn't been as successful as I would have liked it to have been, but maybe we could make some changes. But I definitely want you guys' help on this one, and I need your guys' help on this one because without your guys' help, I can't do it alone, and we need to fight this gerrymandering together. And so I have that video series. I might go ahead and make a new video tonight. We'll see. Um, and then, again, another episode on Kyle Rittenhouse, because that was a pretty big chunk of what was happening in October. Uh, November. Talk Again, talk a little bit more about guilty, not guilty, affirmative defenses. Um, had J.P. Morell on the show. Um, there was November 3rd, 2021, where we were questioning whether or not JFK Jr. would see a shadow, or whether or not you'd have six more weeks, six more, six more weeks of Joe Biden. <laughs> that was just ridiculous. How could you believe that? That I mean, that's just how dumb these people are. They really believed that JFK Jr. was going to come back from the dead. Why JFK Jr.? I don't understand that. Why JFK Jr.? Why, why would he be their hero? It, it, they'll believe anything. It's so gullible. They would, they would probably believe it if they were told them that the word gullible was removed from the dictionary. Uh, more on hypocrisy of being pro-life. And then, of course, the year end in review. Of course, last month I missed a week because of uh, my son's birthday. Uh, oh, wait, I have a phone call. Hey, look at that. So we do have a call coming in. I just finished the year in review, so there we go. We, but we will take our caller. Oh, you're only on hold for about a minute, so I caught you pretty quickly. What's going on, caller? Hello. How's it going today? I'm going pretty good. I um, One of the things, I don't know if I can say, is, is it all right if I say this? I mean, I don't know what you're going to say, so I'm not psychic. Uh, you can a, say whatever like, you want. Just try and try and keep cursing to a minimal. I mean, we do curse sometimes, but try and keep that to a minimum. But you can say what you can bring up any whatever point you want to bring up. One of the problems I find is I don't mean libertarian, but right wingers they want to they want to call everybody a hypocrite for shooting fake guns in movies or like you know being a gun owner but supporting gun control, but then when it comes to actually hypocrisy, like not wanting the police to have equal amounts of firepower or other things like that, all of a sudden it's a straw man for them. And even when people decide they're they're not going to shoot regular guns in movies, they're still trying to find something to complain about. And I even wrote Steven Crowder about that, you know. It's like something, uh-huh. anytime any the right says it, automatic it's, Fact, but then someone says something else, all of a sudden it's a straw man when it comes to gun and hypocrisy. Oh, there, there is a bunch of hypocrisy when it comes to many of the issues in politics. I mean, that's, that's, that's for certain. Did, uh, did Crowder ever write you back? Did, did he respond no. to you? No, I, I, I didn't respond. expect that. 
<laughs> I, I wouldn't expect it of him to do that. My experience with people uh, who have like talk shows or YouTube channels or whatever on the rights is that they often don't like to respond uh, to people on the other side of the dial unless they can absolutely prove, uh, unless they can absolutely just trample all over your argument. If, if, if you come with a weak argument, they'll happy to take you on because they like, they like shooting fish in a barrel. Um, but if, if you go on and you try and bring them um, reasonable points, you know, try and try and try and be reasonable, try and bring, you know, facts to the table. A lot of them won't want you on. It's, it's one of the reasons I still listen to uh, the one conservative guy I listen to in the mornings is because, you know, despite our various disagreements on many of the issues, almost all, almost all of the issues, I will say we agreed on one thing today, which was there was a case, I guess, in, was it in New York City where a teacher injected a student with a COVID-19 vaccine without the parent, without parental permission, uh, without parental consent, you know, that should be illegal. And we agreed on that. Um, but, you know, generally, but even though we disagree on almost everything else, he'll still let me call up. He'll still let me make my points. Sometimes he'll cut me off, but he'll still let me, you know, bring, he knows that I'm going to try and bring facts or, and, and logic and reason and try and make reasonable arguments. And, he, and many of his callers will even say, hey, this guy, you know, I might disagree with him, but he, he still tries to bring, um, our, wait, <laughs> although bringing a boy is saying that I'm gaslighting the show right now. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but like, do you have an example of like, of, of like the hypocrisy, like that the conservatives, uh, do like when they, when they say it's a straw man versus when they're trying to, you know, w- you know, when it comes to like the, the guns in the movies versus their, refusal to um like like i can see one of them like you know they'll they'll shout all day long that people need to handle guns properly and need to be trained to handle guns properly in the movie sets but they don't want people to be to be required to be trained to handle guns properly like in public around other people then they're like oh that's my first that's my second amendment right (laughs) then it's the same thing with like the fast and furious thing I mean, if 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 this was like what's his name, Jesse Ventura, I wouldn't mind him being a, being against it, because at least he brings some stuff to it. But the uh, Fast and Furious thing that was like just to prove a point. It wasn't really about Brian Terry's death. It was to prove a point against gun gun uh, gun um, gun um, control. But then when you call them out on their hypocrisy, they'll say you don't get it. It's like right. yeah, we do no, get. That's it. true. And one of the things they don't get about the whole Fast and Furious thing was the, was that the Bush administration was pretty much doing it too, and yeah. like I don't think that his death would have happened. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think that his death wouldn't have happened had the had the uh, Obama administration hadn't been doing this doing that with with the planting of guns in order to try and trace where they're going to. It seems like it might be if 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 it's well run, it might be a reasonable thing to do to try and you know hey let's see where these guns are going so we can trace them and get the really bad guys. Like if they didn't do that. I'm sure the, the bad people would have found another way to get a gun and they would have still killed the guy. So like the idea that, that the Obama administration was somehow responsible for that death is, is absolutely absurd. It's very dis- disgusting too how they tried to you, prove that, prove a point like that, but then they'll call someone else. Um, they'll say someone else is um, exploding a death. Like when Alex Jones says, I get really angry because he's pretending to care about these victims. Right. Know, like he'll say he'll say things like this didn't happen or that didn't happen. He he was on the Fast and Furious thing too. 
So when people right, he was like on him, the university, but he'll then he'll then claim that everything was a false flag and that you know the the kids didn't really die in Sandy Hook and that it was all fake and you know because you know because it's a whole conspiracy against guns. You know that yeah. that that that's how they roll. That that's one of the things that I've said many times on the podcast is that conservatism is a uh, hypocrisy is a conservatism re- prerequisite. You know, there's there's there are not many conservatives um, out there. You know, in you know, you know elected officials, uh, people out there. You know, on you know, as as part of the conservative media, there, there's there's not a lot of those people who who you can't point to and say uh, hypocrite. That's why Mitch McConnell was hypocrite of the year because he you you could point to Mitch McConnell hypocrisy. You know. Every time he breathes, he probably is doing something hypocritical. So yeah. you know, that's why that's why he got that. It's it's just. I do want to know though if bringing a boy is still listening. I don't think you are. Why? What? What was I specifically saying that was gaslighting? He said that in the blog talk radio chat. So I really want to know what it is that bringing a boy believes that I was gaslighting about because that, that should be good. And that might be the last point. Uh, but do you have any? Um, do you have any other comments to make on that or anything else? Um, one of the things I said is like Alex. I, I also said to Alex Jones, "Don't try to speak for us, because this is the same guy that didn't want. Um, this is the guy that doesn't want to admit to racism, but then he wants to talk about the Democratic plantation. It's like I get mad about that too. It's like you want us to go against our own interests, but or people who are other vulnerable, um, other underdogs, but then you don't want to speak for us when it comes to actually addressing racism." Right. No, that's, it, every every time a Republican is like, oh, they're on the plantation. They want you living on the plantation. I just roll my eyes. Way I like, I look backwards. I, I roll my eyes back so hard because they, the the difference between like getting aid to help you when you're in when you're stuck in a rut, like you know food stamps or welfare or or any other you know benefit that might you know you know pay for your health care or whatever, um, you know like Medicaid, Medicare. Um, earned income, tax credit, or whatever. You know, all these things are, to, are to, the, to benefit people, to help try and elevate them out of the situation that they're in. Do they work perfectly? No. Are there, could there be improvements on how we do those systems? Absolutely. But they're in no way comparable to, to, to being a slave. It, it, it's just, it, they're tone deaf. Because at the end of the day, they, they want to bitch and complain about the fact that you don't have a lot of uh, voters who are black who vote for Republicans, even though they have a couple, they have some, you know, you have, and, and they try and make them as prominent as possible when they're not killing them at Tulsa, Oklahoma rallies, um, like Herman Cain. But, you know, at the end of the day, their policies that they support are just so pro, you know, only white and anti-minority, it's sick. Like, you know, all the things that they do in these voter, voters, so-called voter ID laws, where all these other things that are not related to an ID are specifically done to try and make it so that you reduce the power of, of the black vote and reduce the power of black people at the election. And, and, and it's so like, what's, what's sad is that people don't see it. They don't, they, 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 the ones that choose to not see it because they're, they, they, they want to push the lie. Um, but then there are those who just refuse to see it because they, they've been so brainwashed into thinking that, Oh, well, if a low liberal saying it, so it can't be right. Uh, oh, this, or, or they'll be like, I've, if, if you look at my Facebook page, and, and I don't know, you'd have to, might have to scroll back through the images a bunch uh, because I haven't posted any one of these recently yet. 
But if you go to facebook.com slash liberal Dan, and there, there are some examples of uh, screenshots that I've taken in conversations on Facebook where I'll say, look, my problem with these so-called voter ID laws are not the requirement to have a voter ID, but the other portions of the, of the laws that have nothing to do with a voter ID requirement that are specifically done to do that. And then I'll say, I'll call my shot, and I'll say specifically, even though I've just said that my problem is with the non-ID provisions of these so-called voter ID laws, you, there's going to be some conservative that comes along that's going to say, well, what's wrong with requiring an ID? Even though I just said there's nothing wrong with requiring – I have no problem with the specific requirements to prove who you are in order to cast a ballot. It's these other issues that have they've, – they've been so trained. It's almost like a trained seal. Like they hear the word voter ID law, and they automatically go, well, what's wrong with requiring an ID? That's why they called them voter ID laws, so they can do that manipulation. But there are some issues with what they do with voter IDs as well. For example, uh, North Dakota, they made it so that uh, you can't use uh, ID – unless it has a street address. You can't use a, a driver's license that has a P.O. box. Well, many Native Americans in the state of North Dakota do not have uh, street addresses or traditional street addresses, and many of them use a P.O. box because they're living on the registrations, and the, and the streets that they would live on are not formally accepted as streets under the state, so that's why they use a P.O. box. And so they prevented them from voting because they, didn't have, they couldn't show a street address. Well, that's disenfranchisement right there. And they knew that such policies would specifically disenfranchise uh, Native American voters, but they did it anyway. Um, so, so not even the voter ID, not, not every voter ID thing is about, you know, making sure that people prove who they are. Some of those requirements are making sure that people can't vote who are going to vote against them. Um, right. But like, it's just, you just say the word voter ID law, and, and it's just a Pavlovian response. Like, you know, you ring the bell, the dog rules, you say voter ID. Even if you say you don't have a problem with the requirement ID, they'll be like, well, what's wrong with the requirement ID? It's not that. It's that Georgia's telling people that you can't give water out. Uh, let's see, Daily News. Dan, where is this lefty guide on how to steal an election? There is no lefty guide on how to steal an election, uh, according to – one of the amazing things was – was it Rand Paul – was it Rand Paul who said it this past week? Uh, he said Democrats want to have people cast ballots. And are you talking about lefty guide or righty guide? In Daily News. Are you talking about, you know, the the left wing on the quote the the, the conspiracy theory that that Democrats want to steal elections by you know making sure that every vote counts and making sure that every vote is, that, that every vote that does count is counted equally? Stop the coup at liberaldan.com if you want to help help me fight with that. By the way. Um, Let's see, Rand Paul, um, Democrats. That's another one who was hypocrite of the week, but not, not as much as fun of a Northern Leader Mitch McConnell uh, voting tweet. Let's see if I can find that with that Google search too. Um, doo, 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 doo. Here it is. Rand Paul, how to steal an election, according to Rand Paul. As when. Seeding an area heavy with potential Democratic votes with as many absentee ballots as possible, targeting and convincing potential voters to complete them in a legally valid way, and then harvesting and counting the results. <laughs> According to Rand Paul, casting legal ballots is stealing an election. Like, what the hell? What? I mean, the 
it's like they don't even hear themselves speak. Like, I don't understand how he could have tweeted those words seriously. I'm supposed to take Rand Paul seriously. Bringing a boy says, right there, Dan, you want money from innocent people to start a coup? No, I want money from people to help fight the coup. It's stopthecoup.liberaldan.com, not instigate a coup. It's I want stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. I want everybody to share it far and wide. Because if you've watched the videos, bringing a boy, you would have seen, you would, you would see that not only, I'm nonpartisan in these videos. If there's a Democratic state, like I think Connecticut, that does not adequately represent its people in Congress fairly, I say so. And if there's a Republican state, like I think Nebraska, that doesn't adequately represent its people fairly, I say so. And then I look at the numbers, and at the end of the day, once we finish all the states, and we take a look at every single state and how they represent their voters in Congress, we're going to see who, which states do a better job than, than other states, which side has the electoral advantage or the congressional advantage or the advantage in, in getting seats in Congress as compared to how many people come out to vote as a whole statewide. And we're going to see who's the one who is really stealing elections and who is the one trying to restore the power of the vote to the people who are having their power taken away. I'll give, you a, I'll give you a hint. Here's a spoiler. It's not the Democratic Party that's doing it. It's the Republican Party that's doing it. Take Louisiana, for example. That's one of the videos I've already done. Louisiana has six congressional seats. Louisiana only has one Democratic seat. Although, even though Louisiana voted a third of the votes went to Joe Biden. So if you had a third of the votes going to George, Joe Biden, you should have a third of the congressional seats going to Joe Biden. We don't have a third. We have a sixth. So Democrats have half as much say as they should in the state of Louisiana. Furthermore, and I'm only going by presidential election results. If you go by the last gubernatorial election, the last two gubernatorial elections in Louisiana, we elected a conservative Democrat. So there's an argument to be made that not only should you have two Democratic districts that are strong Democratic minority districts, you should also have a third district that would be swinging, swing enough that would elect either a moderate Democrat or a moderate Republican uh, that, that should be a flippy district. But are they going to do that? No, because the Republicans control the Louisiana legislature and the Republicans are the one that write the votes and, you know, um, Edwards might vote against it. He might, he might veto it, but I mean, you're still going to, that would still keep the, that would still keep the, uh, the uh, horribly drawn districts. And I mean, if you look at the second congressional district of Louisiana, it's terrible. It's just, it goes from, it covers 14 parishes, or as what the rest of, rest of the country would say, counties. It covers 14 counties. It, it, it basically winds up the Mississippi River and goes from East New Orleans to West Baton Rouge. It's a long distance to cross with a lot yeah. of people shoved in there very tightly. Now, are there, are there Democratic states that do the same thing? Absolutely. Again, Connecticut is one of those states that do not like there should be more Republicans representing Connecticut in the House than it currently do. The, 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 the state legislature in Connecticut has not figured out a way to adequately represent their people in Congress. And I'm, criti I'm critical of them. And I'm critical of every other state that does it in that way. I'm just going to say that there's one party that's extremely guilty and there's one party that tries to play nice. <laughs> and the idea... There was no problem with the lines in 2020. Well, in 2020, 
we had a lot of people being able to vote absentee. We had a lot of pe- more people voted absentee than normally would because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Although there were people who did stand in line to vote hours and because they saw that even in the middle of a pandemic in Georgia, that people were willing to stand up in line and wait hours to vote, that now they want to make it more uncomfortable. So in your rural counties where there's not a lot of lines, the, the, where it's because you're not densely populated, you're gonna they'll all be able to go quick, no problem. But in the Democratic counties where you have you know large population centers, you're gonna have long lines, and they're gonna the Republicans in the state are gonna make sure that the lines are even longer for the Democrats than they are for the Republicans, and make it as as uncomfortable as it can be to cast a ballot. But that's why they included the prohibition on handing out free water. If it right now in Georgia, if there was an election, and if I was in Georgia. And if we lived in Georgia, and let's say my wife was standing in line to vote, and she said, hey, I'm thirsty. Can you bring me a water? And I brought my wife a bottle of water. I would be violating Georgia's election law simply by bringing my wife a bottle of water. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And if you watch the videos, uh, especially if you watch my the GOP coup series, the four video series that I've created so far, uh, that does not even get to the January 6th insurrection. If you watch what happened, it's, I think it's the second video in the series, uh, you will see that, um, that the Republicans maintained a, a, a strong lead in 2012 in the House of Representatives, despite losing the national popular vote. Now, you choose you know, congressional elections by by districts, not by the popular vote, but the House is supposed to be the House of the people. And if you have adequately drawn districts that adequately represent the people in your state correctly, you should be able to expect that if you get a majority of the votes nationwide, you're probably going to have a majority of votes of, uh, in, in majority of the seats in Congress. But no, the, the way the Republicans redrew the maps, because they controlled the legislatures after 2010, because of Project Red Map, they were able to make it so that even though they lost the popular vote by like nationwide by like a million, they maintained, I think, like a 30-seat advantage at the top. So the Democrats are trying to fix those things. The Democrats are trying to make sure that the power of a vote is the same regardless of where you sit. And the Republicans oh. call that stealing an election. And Rand Paul calls casting ballots in a legally valid way and then counting the results. To Rand Paul... That's stealing an election. That's how much the Republicans have jumped the shark. Also, uh, sir. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I was talking about, one mm. of the things I got, I got about Rand Paul is like he, he's another one of those people that doesn't want officers to have the same amount of firepower that the civilians have. And um, one of the things is people talking about officers being militarized. Well, I'm not. For them being militarized, but as long as we have situations, citizens that have anything they want, I'm not going to say, well, the police shouldn't have this, but the civilians should have whatever they want. Because when you have that, you have other things like uh, Miami or Los Angeles where the officers are outgunned. And one of the things that also doesn't make sense is them talking about militarized SWAT teams. I don't know if back in the days tactical teams had just handguns or anything like that, but I mean, at least now, if if it's a situation with someone robbing a bank, you don't know what type of weapon they have. They need to protect themselves and protect the um, civilians. And like I said, I don't know if, if civilians, if uh, tactical teams had 
had rifles back in the 20s. They may have, they may not have, but now they need them if, it's, if they're tactical, you know. And maybe put them away if if it's not if it's just a handgun or something like that. Well, I think I think that 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 that's some of what should be done. Is where you have your standard police issues, where you know you have your standard you know firearms that a police officer might have, and then you have like the the special weapons attack is like if it's called for, then you can bring out the special weapons special weapons like the you know to be able to react to to an extreme situation. But it shouldn't be the default. It shouldn't be the default that they're all walking around with you know you know, large, but it also shouldn't be the default that individuals are walking around openly carrying like, you know, large weapons like they did uh, during the whole shooting with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, like in Ferguson, like you, you can't, no, Kenosha. Um, You can't, you you sit people sitting there walking around with, you know, these openly carrying the rifles is just making a situation more tense than what it needs to be. And yes, I agree with them. SWAT teams don't need tanks and rocket launchers. That's also true. But one of the reasons, one of the ways um, that these police departments wind up getting uh, these large, you know, weapons, tanks, ridiculous armaments that they don't need uh, is because of things like civil asset forfeiture. And that's one thing that, you know, libertarian-minded folks and myself will agree uh, that civil a- civil a- civil asset forfeiture is a corrupt activity that that takes place, um, you know, in many police departments where they just seize your money, and you have to then fight to get your money back if they suspect you of a crime or like because like the, they word it some weird way where the the money is, is in and of itself is the crime and not the person so therefore they seize it and then you have to prove that you should be able to get it back. That's not how things should work. Um, and libertarian-minded folks tend to agree with that statement. Um, but the, the, the Republican-type folks who want, who have, take no, have no issue with it or be like, okay, well, let's just take it. Like there was one person who I think was going to buy either a vehicle or a horse or something, and he was flying, and he was flying with like $10,000 because it was going to be a cash transaction. Why you would fly with $10,000? I would never feel safe walking around with $10,000 in cash just on me. Um, but, you know, the, just because you have a large chunk of money doesn't mean you, that the uh, TSA should be able to take it from you, basically steal it from you. And so civil asset forfeiture allows these police departments to be able to buy these, you know, ridiculous weapons caches. Um, let's see. Let's see. Bringing a boy says, let's see. Your whole show has caution all over it. I don't understand what that means. Um, even you think that the crowd on one six twenty twenty one were there to storm the people's house. There were people there again. There were people there who were there to storm the people's house. Not everybody that was there was was storming the people's house. But again, you're being disingenuous, bringing a boy by suggesting by bringing up the people that weren't there to do illegal activities uh, and bringing them up when I bring up the people who were there actually committing illegal activities. Um, he goes, there is no coup unless you are counting Arizona, Pennsylvania, Georgia. What? I don't understand what you mean right there, bringing a boy. I don't understand. Oh, there you go. Daily News agrees with me. Civil forfeiture is theft. So we can agree on something. Um SWAT teams used to be a sidearm and HKMP5 and better body armor. Yeah. Massachusetts has the lowest standards for assets forfeiture. So that basically means Massachusetts 
it's easier to do civil asset forfeiture than other states, maybe. I don't know. But one would think that we should all be able to get together and say, this is abuse of power. This needs to stop. Um, okay, so caller, do you have any other points you want to make? Because I'm probably going to wrap up the show soon. I, I need to ask one more question. My mom, sure. I was wondering, like, when they – there was this gang called the El Rukin gang in Chicago. And uh, it was um, ATF and FBI came came to them, and there was a box truck that said ATF on it, and the people were in like ray jackets. I was wondering if 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 they did if they did that if that's for safety or is that like because they were gangs they had explosives and guns and stuff in Chicago. And I was wondering if like the ATF truck was basically like for protection of everybody, and the people in the ATF ray jackets came into that truck. I don't know enough about that specific situation to be able to give enough of an informed opinion about uh, what went on with that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a, a more armored vehicle to come in, like, you know, everybody, you know, most everybody probably has seen Die Hard and they bring in the, the big old tank to come in and then, you know, the, the, bad, the bad guys blow up, try and blow up the tank. Um, yeah. Uh, APC Trank is armor, not a tank. Okay. Um, so ATF is federal, pretty sure. So, yeah, there's a difference between ATF having some of these things versus, like, local police having some of these things. And perhaps when you're dealing with, you know, gang-level stuff and, and as such, probably issues of racketeering and other issues on top of that, uh, you're going to probably have, uh, you know, fed, when, the feds, when the feds come in, they're probably going to have uh, bigger weapons, bigger weapons to bear. But again, I don't know enough about that specific situation to be able to give an informed enough of an opinion in order to be able to, you know, answer your question properly. That's, so I'm willing to admit that I, I'm willing to admit that I don't know everything. You know, it's clearly I don't. I know. <laughs> when I saw the, um, when I see them in the rage, I guess that's when I see the trucks. But when I see them in suits, that's when I see the cars. Uh, okay. City of Boston doesn't need an M1 Abrams. No, they don't. Where are they going to park it in Boston? I don't know if there's any place you can park at M1 Abrams. <laughs> Sorry for my bad Bassin accent. I'll just drive Devonox crazy with that. Not unless my fire department gets an SR-71. That's the number that I was looking for, SR-71. Yeah, we were lo- we were trying to have a conversation about about that, uh, about because uh, that's the Blackbird, right? Uh, my EMT gets an F-22 Raptor. F-22 Raptor was – I ran trivia on New Year's Eve at the local cider joint down here, and one of my questions uh, – I was was dealing with just the number 22. And so one of the questions was, this play known as the F-22 is also known by this bird of prey. And only one team got it right. Everyone else guessed other types of birds. Um, but then afterwards, we were talking about the uh, the blackbird. And I think that is the SR-71 now that I'm thinking about it. So um, anyway, so Carl, what was your name again? Khalil. Khalil, thank you very much, Khalil, for calling the show. I do hope, remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel. I hope you follow me here on Blog Talk Radio as well. Um, and, you know, just I welcome you to call in each and every week. I'd be lo- lovely to have you. Share the show with your friends. Check out my videos on stopthecoup.liberalband.com and uh, also uh, on just all the, the videos I put up on YouTube. I try and put up more content, though. End of the year, so kind of gotten away with that. But I do appreciate your call. Thank you so much for calling in. And I, I love having more and more listeners. And here's Here's hoping that one more in, in a group of many new callers, listeners who will call in and uh, support the show uh, by calling in, by joining the chat, by doing various other things as well. 
Um, but I, we are not going to do a three-hour show this week because, you know, I don't want to do a three-hour show every week, especially if I'm not getting, you know, super lots of advertising to be able to do that. And we don't, we're not at that point yet. So uh, every once in a while, you might get a treat of three hours of Liberal Day and Radio, but we're, we're not going to do that each and every week uh, unless there's enough issues to talk about it. But again, um, RIP Betty White. Um, you were a national treasure and will surely be missed. Um, and uh, anyway, so if, if anybody else has nothing else to say, we're going to terminate this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. We will be back next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central. BlogTalkRadio.com slash Liberal Dan or Liberal Dan Radio on, on Twitter, uh, Facebook.com slash Liberal Dan, YouTube.com slash Liberal Dan Radio as well. Uh, remember to like this video, share lots of videos with your friends. Go to StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com to help me stop the coup. I fight gerrymandering and other voter suppression tactics. And remember to subscribe on YouTube as well because that's the best way to help for the show if you can't become Liberal Dan Radio Patreon. Shout out to Demodoc, Cesar, your boy Chris, and the host of most of the videos this week, Now, Chris, the Again, so I'll have to be the Radio. Talk to you on the right. Please love, mask up, protect your neighbors, protect yourself, and have a good day.